episode 63 of the Gore Press Gorecast. I'm your host Sarah and with me as usual is Phil. How are Hi. you Phil? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we inadvertently took a week out last week. Yeah. Real life shiz got in the way, sadly. But we're back with, with a vengeance, a vengeance this week. With um, two vengeances. With two vengeances, <laughs> yeah. Multiple vengeance. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. Um, too far, too vengeance. <laughs> no. No. Stop. Stop while we're behind. Um, instead of the um, show that we didn't actually advertise, <laughs> but that we talked about at the end of the last one, which was Absentia, mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, yeah, we, we were talking a little bit about maybe covering Lovely Molly, which we're still going to do. Definitely. Um, but this week, instead of that, we're going to cover Slither, 2006's Slither. Because um, we haven't really done a horror comedy no. for a long time, and it's a fun movie that I wanted to watch again. As did Good you. excuses, any? Yeah. Um, but before that, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've watched lately, um, which is quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, it's been, been two while. weeks, so. Yeah. Um, Shall I kick us off? Go for it. Well, um, firstly, I rewatched Girl Interrupted. Okay. Because um, it's been a, it's been probably about six years since I've seen that film wow. it's been a long time quite the cast mm. it's um, it's not quite the powerful film that I remember it being okay uh, the performances are great but I think the film itself is I think it maybe has delusions of grandeur mm. I think the storyline is perhaps a little bit meh okay um, and it lacks the punch that it should maybe have okay um, but still a great film yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. A long time, so I can't really comment. Well, so, fine. Sorry about Moving that. Swiftly Moving swiftly on. on. Have you seen them? Um, also, many things. I watched American Mary the other day. <gasps> yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a film. That was, that's that was definitely that a film. Uh, what can I say? I, I think I agreed very much with Joey's review. Like, it kind of felt... Like it had a target in mind, but then didn't necessarily not achieve it, not achieve it as such. But there were just issues I had with the film that prevented it from perhaps being, you know, quite as poignant, I guess, as it could have been. Is poignant the right word? I have no idea, but I completely disagree. I know you do. You love that film. <laughs> I do love that film. Me and Jamie <laughs> did a show on it um, earlier on in the year. It's quite a few months back now. Um, it was one of my favourite shows, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah. Just because I, I love that film so much, I think there's a lot to talk about. I've only seen it once. Okay. I need to, I need to revisit it. It has its problems, but I think as a whole it's a really 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 great film mm. I'm surprised you didn't like it more do you think do no, you think it, no you I did I, I enjoy it like that's it's not that I didn't enjoy it I think it's just there were, there no were... I'm just surprised you didn't like it more okay <laughs> yeah I do think there think... were just certain moments that just didn't ring true ring right to me like okay. for, ex- for example like Mary's sudden like decline into debauchery and murder and like it does spoilers sorry <laughs> like as if they expected anything else um I don't know, it just it just seemed like that's the type of thing that would have had a gradual kind of almost like a gateway thing. I think it did. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think in I think I agreed with you 
initially and mm-hmm. then in hindsight okay i think the transition was a little bit more gradual than i first thought it was okay maybe i need to reconsider it then but do you think you're because i mean obviously this came very very heavily recommended from me mm-hmm. and you'd read joey's review mm-hmm. on www.gorepress.com <laughs> go and read it now uh, it's a great review actually it is so you should it's read very it. good um and you'd read that so mm-hmm. you were aware of the fact that two of us at Gore Press really really enjoyed it but also that Joey had complaints yeah so do you think having read that having heard what you'd heard going into it that you were maybe more inclined to look for those problems maybe it is it is something I've been very guilty of in the past is is having kind of my preconceptions tainted by others and thus you know because we talked about that in um in absentia Mm -hmm. like had I gone in I mean, I'm not saying it's your fault, but, uh, um, you know, having gone, if I'd have gone in blind, I think I would have enjoyed that a lot more than I actually did. Yeah. Um, not a lot more. No, that's, that's unfair. I'd still gave it <laughs> seven out of 10, I think, but, that's um, still a damn good score. but I was surprisingly on the lower end, which is not usually the case is I'm usually fairly generous. You so. are usually more enthusiastic about stuff yeah. than the rest of us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe. I think what I think would you there give is it out of ten. American Mary. Yeah. Oh, it's seven out of ten. Yeah, it's still a pretty solid. Just give movie. everything a seven. Yeah. <laughs> my go-to so number. My board, lucky number. Apart from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not like I still really enjoyed watching it. I think mm. there were just like these kind of moments that made me think. Apologies for that unexpected <laughs> disturbance. We kind um, of had to pause that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, that was cat-induced technical fuckery. Um, but they've been barred from the room now, so we're going to carry on as we were. Yes. Where were we? Amer- we were talking about American I Mary, think we. I, I think we were wrapping up, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. We um, just things that didn't necessarily sit right, you know, kind of things that perhaps undermined the message it was trying to portray well but I think you're wrong anyway I would like to say that I've been on a bit of a documentary kick but I okay. think that's kind of permanent now especially <laughs> now I have Netflix you love your documentaries don't I do, you I do I do um, I love a good documentary mm-hmm. and I watched a good documentary um, it's one <laughs> I've seen like three times okay so in the past 18 months maybe so for me to revisit a documentary Mm. three times in 18 months it must be bloody good um and it's called resurrect dead the mystery of the toynby tiles have you heard of the toynby tiles no it sounds like a (laughs) kitchen store oh man don't ruin it (laughs) it does it really does basically the toynby tiles are something that i crap I can't remember um, <laughs> I think they date back to about the 60s or the 70s okay no maybe not as early as the 60s but they started appearing around um, I think it was Philadelphia in the states and basically all they said was Toynbee idea in movie 2001 resurrect dead on planet Jupiter okay really kind of naive looking tiles but um, like set in the asphalt Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody had somebody put them there 
and set them in it so they they weren't just like yeah it wasn't a sticker or anything it was a permanent permanent tile mm -hmm. some of them have been there for decades see now that you mentioned i think i have heard mm. of it before but um, yeah it's fascinating really. Yeah. um and the the story kind of follows a chap uh called justin who becomes a little bit obsessed by them i think okay. he saw his first one in the 80s and this is kind of a, an obsession that spanned decades for him mm -hmm. and he found like-minded people on the internet they they formed um, a group that would meet regularly. They tried to investigate this mystery, and they kind of they kind of solve it okay. in a way. Um, a lot in of people criticised it for being too inconclusive, or maybe that they chickened out in the end. But I okay. think I think it's Curious. more than satisfying, to okay. be honest. Um, I just think it's a really really well made documentary. Mm. Um, well, it has the potential to be because obviously you kind of horror themed. Mm. documentaries or at least about the paranormal can kind of settle themselves up very kind of um <clears throat> very you know in a quite a sinister fashion i guess they I mean, can set themselves up to actually you know be a horror movie almost yeah to set the scene i wouldn't say i wouldn't class it as horror no you know like kind of but you know this kind of mysterious yeah there's definitely like it's, a, it's very a very real kind of, mystery there yeah and it's very kind it's just, of the, the story itself is just fascinating the fact that these tiles appeared for decades and then more recently there have been slight variations okay. and they're trying to um figure out what the tiles actually meant mm -hmm. um which i'm not gonna give away because you should really watch the documentary but um it is just fascinating had me gripped from start to finish okay enough to watch it three times i might have obviously. to watch that yeah. yeah yeah it wasn't even the documentary i thought you'd say oh really so i knew you're a fan of the um i can't remember the name but the uh the kind of the uh, accused murdering murderings in the states that murders kind of conclusive and i can't remember what the uh documentary is called you don't know what i'm talking about do you? i don't <laughs> maybe i've got the whole situation wrong um is this recent? No, this no, it's, it, it's, it happened. There was a, a specific law about it that was, you can, oh, what was it? You, it's a specific kind of plea <laughs> that's oh, of innocence. Plea. Yeah. Oh, the West Memphis Three. That's the one. I did, I did recently watch all three of the Paradise Lost documentaries. Yes, Paradise yeah. Lost. And um, West of Memphis as well. I'm, okay. I'm a little bit obsessed with that case. I think so, it's... See, I was right. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't just going yeah. down the wrong road completely. <laughs> um, I think I've talked about them recently, maybe. So I'm, I'm not going to dedicate any time to it now. But all three of those documentaries are fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, West of Memphis. I thought less so, even mm -hmm. though that was that's the more high-profile one, and okay. it has the benefit of being made since the release, so it's okay, the yeah. more up-to-date. Yeah. Um, yeah maybe the more concise one but the other three are definitely definitely worth a watch Fantastic. okay fascinating case yeah no i've been i've been meaning to keep my up yeah go on then not me i <laughs> i started watching orange is the new black oh shit yeah of course on you netflix is. good isn't it yeah <laughs> well i was apprehensive okay i watched you know i mean why you, were you, know you apprehensive well i've i watched weeds from the right. start and the longer it went on mm -hmm. the more i thought Nancy was the most detestable character, detestable protagonist ever. I I just yeah. hated how kind of spoiled she was, and it like regard like she it's entirely her fault she got herself in these situations. And a it's pure dumb luck that always seems to get her out of it, which annoys me because <laughs> the Deus Ex Machina angle. Yeah, kind of seems really like lazy writing annoying. for me. Um, yeah. And 
but but she just shows no remorse and she just whinges about her situation and just carries on doing it and it just really bugged me okay i will say Um, one thing in that you didn't watch it to the end did you no okay as someone who's watched it to the end (laughs) speaking of someone who's more qualified to talk about it than you are (laughs) subtext well done But I, well, it's been at least a year since since I've finished watching it. But I had the, exactly the same problem with it as you did. Mm. I, I thought she was a vile, vile character. She started off really great up until sort of maybe season three, even season four. She was quite a noble character who was doing it all for yeah. the right reasons. And then something happened. Like she had her faults, obviously. Yeah. She had her hiccups, but she was still very human. Yeah. Um, and then she just became this ridiculous caricature that, like you say, just got into these scrapes and then used her, well, nine times out of ten, used her sexuality to get mm. out of them. And it just became tiresome. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think they realised that. I think the makers realised that towards the end because all of a sudden they tried to do this character 180. Okay. And make her likeable okay. again in the last okay. season. Which... It didn't seem very organic. It didn't mm. seem very honest. It seemed to be that that was their, that was them panicking yeah. and reacting to what the fans had said. Yeah. Um, and it it didn't seem like the most honest character progression. But I could see why they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But um, but yeah. So I was apprehensive about Orange Is the New Black because obviously mm. same creator, Genji Kohan. Um, but. Weeds was great to begin with. Yeah, and I, no, but so, actually, the, with the thing I found about um, Orange is the New Black is mm-hmm. that um, Piper had a similar kind of nature, but actually, yeah. even I'm like half the season in, I'm seven, mm-hmm. eight episodes in, and she's starting to kind of wise, not wise up, but kind of show another side to her that's a bit more savvy, which is, mm. is, is not something that Nancy ever did. Not the doe eyed middle class. Mm. Oh look at me! Yeah, she's actually kind of using her wits, and that's yeah. that's why I always preferred. Like, I mean, it's kind of hard to compare because one's drama, but one's kind of and comedy Orange drama. Is the New Black is based in fact as well. Yes, that is also true. Um, but Breaking Bad to Weeds, like Walt, because I mean they're yeah. kind of sim- thematically similar. Yeah. But Walt was always really smart about the way he did mm-hmm. things, and and kind of got himself out of the situations himself by being you know being himself. Um, you could argue that that was. What was natural for each character though because he was a chemistry teacher I guess he yeah he was really intelligent whereas yeah. Nancy wasn't she was a housewife I guess panicked. yeah that is true and that the only way she knew how to get out of these situations was using her sexuality mm. and whatever but you're true. right it did become way too convenient yeah. every time yeah so um, but yeah no I'm really enjoying it so far yeah. looking forward to seeing where it goes apparently it gets really good towards the end of the, se- the yeah, series yeah the last season. episode just had me kind of going <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where am I up to? They've just... Um... I'm mad that there's not going to be any more for a year. Ooh, wow, <laughs> is that good, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Women's Advisory Council or some, whatever, okay. whatever it is. They've kind of just um, had their first meeting. And obviously I won't say yeah. anything more than that for spoilers. But um, hey, we're showing restraint. Yeah. <laughs> Don't um... expect any more of this. <laughs> We're being it's very recent. respectful it's because a recent it's brand thing, new. So, yeah. um, Everything no. else is ripe for spoilers, <laughs> so don't get too used to that. Um, but yeah, those of you who have access to Netflix but haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Absolutely. It's really good. Seconded. Seconded. You got any more that you want to share? I've got friggin' loads! Loads! This is going to be a really, really long first half. 
I watched again on Netflix. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be an hour. The Netflix advert. show, Netflix, yeah. I watched a film called Starlet. Okay. Which was new to Netflix. I was kind of intrigued. Hadn't heard of it before. Um, the main actress in it, I think, is Mariel Hemingway's daughter. Okay. Looks just like her. Um, it intrigued me for a number <laughs> of reasons because the Netflix description basically made it sound like a really weird same-sex version of Harold and Maud. Okay. Which <laughs> sounded really odd. Um, <laughs> kind of young teenage, well, not teenage, mid-twenties slacker, befriends, 80-odd-year-old woman. Things happen, <laughs> you know, they become friends, whatever. Um, but there was a little disclaimer at the bottom just saying um, contains explicit content. Oh. Which surprised <laughs> me because Netflix normally shies away from that sort of thing. They've been known to edit a lot of stuff. But I watched it and about halfway through it became very, very very obvious why they'd put oh, that. Oh no. And I, I, I can't really give any more away because it would spoil a massive, massive okay. plot point. Um, but You've got I me intrigued, I must really, say. really, really enjoyed it. Okay. I had no idea what to expect. Went into it completely blind. Hadn't, like, read the description, pressed play. It was as simple as that. Yeah. Um, had no idea to get... Had no idea. Had no time to get any preconceived notions. Mm hmm um, and I really liked it. It's quite slow paced, but it's quite touching and it's really quite well acted as yeah. well. Okay. So I would I would definitely recommend that if you're into slow burn indie films mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. Yeah. Have you got anything else to talk about? Uh I guess, um, Possession. I watched that last night. I decided I'm with podcasting today, so I'm gonna do the sensible thing and start <laughs> watching a horror movie at about one o'clock in the morning when I need to be up at seven this morning. Uh, so that was something I did um, and regretted when I woke up. Um, yeah, The Possession. Um, it's uh, kind of one in the one of the many kind of slew of, of Possession movies recently you know, with Last Exorcism and Exorcismus and... All those other films with the word Exorcism in. The Unborn. Was it The Unborn? No. No, yeah, The Unborn with the weird... That wasn't really possession, I suppose. Anyway, the unborn, um, the one, was some that had Jewish kind of overtones, didn't it? There was definitely religious overtones. Yeah. I think was it Gary Oldman who was in it as a priest or something? Yeah, I think so. And there was the thing called like Jumbie. <laughs> Jumbie, Jumbie wants to be born. Oh fuck me, that is terrible. Was it um, Jumbie? I think so. It was something ridiculous like that. It was that. tremendously <laughs> awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, possession is about this. Um, girl who kind of buys this mysterious box with Hebrew carvings on it um, manages to open it up despite the fact it's it's distinctly designed in such a way for it not to be opened um, and lo and behold gets possessed by a Jewish demon oh, called a what? Dibbuk called a what? Dibbuk 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 D-Y-B-B-U-K Dibbuk and <laughs> oh that sounds like the song from um from Last House on the Left. Oh God! Dibbuk and Jumby. <laughs> Dibbuk and Jumby. Oh no! Oh. That's gonna go around in my head all night now. Um, no, Dibbuk. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's actually really well made. There's a couple of kind of moments where you're like, oh no, kind of rely on kind of really kind of cheap scares or well, CGs are Ugh. a bit of a bugbear, but. Um, 
Other than that, it's actually pretty competently well made. Okay. So, might be worth keeping an eye out for that. Cool. Is that... It's not one I'm familiar with. When did it come out? Is it brand new? It's a good question. Um, I can't remember offhand. Within the... It's certainly within the past few years. Um, it's got the... the oh, fuck you, I've got that song in my head now. <laughs> so have I, it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's not fine. That doesn't make me feel any better. It's got... Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Is that I like name? him. He's an... He's my older man crush. Yeah? Yeah, I like him a lot. Or as I like to call him, not Javier Bardem. I was about to say, <laughs> I, just, I was just Googling him to see if I got his name right. And uh, one of the autofills was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Javier Bardem. <laughs> I think they're the same person. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, just like I think George Romero and Stan Lee are the same <laughs> person. And if they're not the same person, they definitely use the same optician. Must be it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's the kind of, I guess the kind of, biggest star in there but actually the um the girl in it is remarkably good so she does a very good possessed girl (laughs) which i'm not is quite a niche (laughs) a niche uh, role i suppose i imagine yeah i'll keep my eyes open for that yeah what What about you um i watched a film called jug face okay (laughs) is it about a guy with a jug for a face no i wish that is very disappointing Um, it's about jugs with faces on (laughs) okay (laughs) that's even so that was the only other ridiculous yeah it was the one that you didn't like like toby mugs um it's a (laughs) it's what can only really be described as a hillbilly horror okay and i watched it because i got sent a screener for it and it had lucky mckee's Okay. name attached to it okay. um, he didn't make it he didn't write it I can't remember <laughs> I think it might have been like a Lucky Mickey presents yeah. jobby um, he said yes this is quite good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it maybe it's like he walked past the set one yeah. day That's it. Um, but it wasn't bad it was really weird well, Sean Young yeah. was in it with the worst southern American <laughs> accent I have ever cocking okay. heard Worse than Elizabeth Banks in Slither, which we'll get to. Okay. Um, <laughs> really, really bad. But it was... I quite enjoyed it. I don't know why. I kind of want, want to watch it again. Okay. Like, the acting is mostly competent. The story... It makes you it makes you feel like you need a shower. Okay. Is the only way I can describe yeah. it. It's really grimy. It looks grimy. It makes you feel grimy. Um, but it's not a bad little horror film. It's yeah. only about an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. Pretty short. So it, yeah, it, it does what it does reasonably well, mm-hmm. um, and I'm probably going to write a review for that at some point. So okay, keep your eyes peeled. I'll try and get that on the site. Okay, I guess yeah. speaking of reviews and films watched recently, mm-hmm. ABCs of Death. Oh I won't, crap! Yeah, I still haven't seen that. Spoilers. No spoilers at all. No, talk about it. Talk about so, it. No, I'm not going to. No, um, do. I want you to. <laughs> okay. Because the more I hear about it, the less I want to watch it. I don't know. I'd be curious to see what you think. I'm not sure um, I want to watch no. it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go. I won't go. I mean, I do. It, it, there are 26 movies. What can I say? I mean, it's a nice concept. I'm not asking for a breakdown of all 26. <laughs> Just give me it's a nice overview. concept. Um, but I don't know whether I don't know what the kind of vetting process was for it. <laughs> but whether they just kind of just handed it out to random horror directors <laughs> okay. and said, "Do this for us." Um, but it was all of them were quite average uh, all of them were with a no standouts no except except a few but the thing okay. was they kind of they, they kind of got tarnished by the mm, quality over, of the others overshadowed by the shit um, so yeah I mean there were just some completely bonkers ones 
So, I mean, you just have to, I guess, wait and see. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to tackle the review for it, but it's kind of hard to know how to pitch it, really, when what you've got 26 ones? different... Um, I enjoyed uh, Ben Wheatley's one. I know it's nothing very, about that one, actually. Very, It's called It's You, Unearthed. Um, okay. Uh, basically, it's... I mean, it's a, it's a it's 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 kind of what VHS two did because we talked about this briefly. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of a vampire movie except oh, in the first, first person, person yeah, from the point did, of view yeah. of the vampire, which is kind of cool. Um, okay. What else is good? There's one called um, Dogfight, which a lot of people kind of it's very very arty. Everything's slow motion and it's all black and white. I think. Um, Everything's slow motion. Yeah, it's it's, that it's just quite. Makes me think of Garth Marenghi. <laughs> Everything without dialogue was considered the slow motion. <laughs> uh, yeah, what it's were a bit the worst then? Um, Tell us about the Ty West segment. That's Ty what West. everybody wants to See, know. See, I didn't. Actually, I mean, it was lazy, but it wasn't. Well, that's him all over. <laughs> lazy. There, I, I said it. Lazy it's and boring. There. Lazy and boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it was. It was kind of one of the worst ones, to be honest. A lot. I know a lot really? of people did. Yeah, I mean, it's kind. Of, well, it's it's short, so yeah. that's got it. That it's got that going for it. Um, <laughs> And kind the of... best thing I can say is that it was short. <laughs> but the, oh, I mean the um, I mean the the worst one I'd say. I mean one of the worst ones at least was actually by the director of Machine Girl. Okay. Which I reviewed for the site. You um, quite enjoyed that, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah, in a weird way. It was kind of very, kind of you know a lot like Tokyo Girl Police yeah. and. Um, but it was cool. It was F, and it was stood for farting. And oh no! I, I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't even need to go no, any further. No. Really, I mean, it was that just covers it. bonkers. I mean, so yeah, it was a nice concept. Um, and I, like I said, if they'd have perhaps made sure to choose better directors, nice concept ruined by farts. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, short films are under really are underrepresented. I reckon. Yeah, you know, it had the potential to. I mean, you know, we don't see- don't move would kind of is a good example of a, of a short movie that is really effective. Yeah. Um. So there's the potential to, but it's just they kind of. Do you think <sighs> they got away with it just because it was a high-profile project with some big-name directors? Uh, got away with it in what sense? Got it made. Do you um, think like if if each one of those had been a short film by itself outside the confines of an anthology? They, yeah. It sounds like you're saying that most of them wouldn't be worth our time. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds Which pretty... is quite sad. So basically, it's the names that got it made. Mm. And there are some pretty well-known yeah. names in amongst them. I was taking a look through the so the Ty West and Ben Wheatley and mm-hmm. well, I mean Lee Hardcastle, not necessarily a big <laughs> name, but uh, if you like plasticine, then <laughs> Lee Hardcastle's your guy, I guess. This is true. <laughs> um, Can't argue with that. So yeah. If I can figure out a way of doing a review, I expect that on the site soon. Right, well, <laughs> here and now, it's I'm saying it on the podcast so you can't go back on it. I'm going to assign you to review ABCs of Death 2 oh, when it comes out next year. No. <laughs> <laughs> because you enjoyed this one so much. <laughs> what have I got myself in for? I'm going to talk about one, maybe two more things <laughs> quickly because this is getting long. That's um, what she said. What? Oh, man. <laughs> How did I set myself up for that one? I feel like such a fool. Um, I watched Byzantium. Yes, we talked about that the other week, didn't we? Yes. Because we did Company of Wolves. Yeah, we did. Um, managed to bag myself 
a web screener for this one and I was expecting to hate it I'll be honest okay. so I don't know if it's the fact that I went in with low expectations but it really surprised me I didn't hate it at all it's quite a beautiful film it looks wonderful yeah it looks really gorgeous um Gemma Arterton uh, I've heard people praise her and damn her acting mm-hmm. ability in the same breath so I didn't really know what to expect because I'm not that familiar with her to be honest um uh Saoirse Ronan brilliant I love her mm-hmm. she's such a good actress it was it was interesting it didn't do anything new okay really and it kind of I kind of agree with some of the criticisms that it almost felt like it was 10 or 15 years too late okay but as it stands it's not a bad vampire movie at all okay um there have been so few good ones lately yeah that I think it stands out just apart from Stakeland well yeah obviously <laughs> the, the few I said few I, know, I didn't I just say none <laughs> <to plug. laughs> but I think because there's been such a gamut of yeah. shit Twilight I'm looking at you um, it, it, they've all been geared to a teeny bopper audience whereas Byzantium yeah. is actually quite bloody in places okay. it's a very it's an adult vampire movie mm-hmm. which just makes a nice change um, it's certainly nothing new for Neil Jordan but it's pretty well directed maybe a little bit too long um, but I'm keen to watch it again to be honest mm-hmm. give it a second whirl okay. and probably review it so yeah sounds like a plan yes so that's it for me really okay I also, actually no oh. I also watched The Sweeney and it was shit <laughs> <laughs> The End yes <laughs> by Sarah Law <laughs> do not watch that it is not a good film <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I'm going to not say anymore because we've just hit the half an hour mark so <gasps> I feel we need to get on to talking about the actual movie we've watched today in a few minutes bitch <laughs> how long have we been trying to get that in somehow I'm sorry I've been waiting to use the room sound for such a long time and I finally did <laughs> yes um, so yeah in a few minutes we'll be back with a review of Slither in the meantime we're going to leave you with the trailer and some other goff in a few minutes bitch When you marry someone, you promise to love them forever. Baby. No matter how much, they might change. Baby, what happened to your face? It's just a beef stink. From Universal Pictures. Great, a sick or something? Comes a film so shocking. Uh, we got a real problem here. So disgusting. Don't let him in your mouth! It will change the face ah! of horror. Marriage is a sacred bond, for better or worse. Much worse. Chick is hardcore. And we're back with we our indeed. review of 2006's 
James Gunn directed Slither. Mm-hmm. So, we'd both seen this before. Yes. So we knew completely what to expect. Yes. Yeah, ditto. But we knew what to expect. This was um, this was nothing new. But yeah, do you want to give us a a rundown, a quick okay. synopsis? Well, it's basically all about Malcolm Reynolds, along with <laughs> Effie Trinket. Oh, good lord! <laughs> no. Trying to kill <laughs> Mel. Oh my god! <laughs> Have you been sitting there on that, waiting to say maybe that, that is? The nerdiest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. And that's saying something from me. Um, okay, maybe not in those. <laughs> All right. It's about this uh, kind of small town in South Carolina, mm-hmm. I believe, um, where this asteroid hits, this meteor hits, um, with alien life forms who um, kind of worm their way into... Uh, into <laughs> See what you did worm, there. Into um, Mel Dixon, <laughs> whose actual name in the film escapes me. Grand, um, Grant, Grant, of course, Grant, Grant. How could you forget <laughs> the name so good? It's his name twice. twice. Yeah. Um, and then it's just about this parasite kind of gradually, you know, making its Being way parasitic around. Parasitic and shit. Yeah, making its way around town. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell me about Sliver. How many times have you seen this now? Twice, I believe. Only twice. Yeah. Okay. This was my second, I think. Uh, got it on DVD. I'm pretty certain. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, it's it's a lot bloodier than I remember. Ditto. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm just. Give me a second, actually, because I own this on DVD, and I'm just gonna check the rating. Check. We think it's a fifteen. It is a. It's it a fifteen. Fifteen. I'm shocked. Yeah. It is a, a lot 15. of grim stuff in it. Like I mean, I guess there's no sex in it, and there's relatively little swearing. Mm. I'm actually. There's a fair bit of swearing. Really? A few F-bombs. I'm surprised at what they can get away with. Mm. That really shocks me. But I think because it's a 15 and I was kind of aware it was a 15, I'd remembered that it was not quite as bad as yeah. it was. Like, some of the body horror in that is really nasty. It really is. Um, people getting shot in the head and all sorts. It's really people pretty damn gory. torn apart. Oh, my God! Where were you, Sarah? There we go. It's a little bit late. I've got there. God, <laughs> didn't have to say anything. I'd have got there, Phil. You there there would have just me. been a deadly silence, and you were like, oh, "That's what editing's for." <laughs> That's <is> very true. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, talk to me about Slither. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I mean, I, I to be honest, I think the, the cast is actually. I mean, again, like because obviously I hadn't watched Walking Dead I hadn't got into Firefly I don't believe mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't really aware of Elizabeth Banks as an actress we were and saying so, earlier I think this is the first thing I've yeah, really like, seen her prior to kind of when I first watched it watched it it wasn't I don't remember it having that good a cast but looking mm. back and seeing all these familiar faces who are who have played great characters yeah uh, in the kind of, in their past you know it's quite it's quite surprising I guess um I went into this film knowing it was directed by James Gunn mm-hmm. and being aware of his ties to trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to sound really horrible, but I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be such a competent okay. film on that basis. Um, I know there were rumours that he actually directed um, Tromeo and Juliet. 
he he wrote it, mm-hmm. and it's I think it's credited to Lloyd Kaufman, but the the rumor goes that um, James Gunn actually directed it. Okay, but that Lloyd to- Kaufman took the credit, perhaps. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've <laughs> no heard comment. rumors that he's not the most fair man, but um, having seen a lot of what he's done since, I'm inclined to believe he did direct it because yeah. it kind of has his stamp all over it. Um, so I think maybe he'd had more practice behind the lens than everybody thought yeah. in 2006. Um, and it is a really competent movie, considering is. that is, I guess, his first proper feature-length credit. Yeah. That surprises me. There's clearly a fairly decent amount of money that's gone into it. Fair, I mean, as far as studio budgets go probably quite low budget yeah but i would but they, say they've made they've made the most of it really well yeah with the cast um the minimal cgi thank fuck well the one you know i guess all most of the worms were which is but minimal they yeah. they used it they've done well when they had to that's yeah. but i think that is the best use of it when it's a mixture of practical yeah, yeah, and cgi definitely. when it's just one or the other mm-hmm. um I think it's difficult to make things look their best. I think yeah. the, the best way to do it is a practical mix of both. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I think this is a really good example. There are moments where it clearly looks fake, but yeah. it's a comedy, so you can forgive that. But I think for the most part, the effects are pretty damn good. Yeah. The practical effects are incredible. Although, um, Grant, Grant, at the end, I'm pretty sure they reused um, Alex Winter's <laughs> face from Freaked that's what it did make me I think I want to watch of. Freaked now yeah I always want to watch Freaked <laughs> is it uh, forgotten the line damn it <laughs> I was about to quote it and then I second guessed it myself <laughs> which line sad face um, is it Polystyrene Cup Styrofoam Cup god damn it I would have embarrassed myself you if I would have said it whereas now <laughs> you look really cool right <laughs> I know <laughs> anyway <laughs> love that um, so yeah, talk to me more about <laughs> Slither. Just I don't know you what to, to be say. On your I'm phone. struggling. I'm all talked out. <laughs> I watched all of the things this week, I know, so I've said all of the Clouding your words. brain. No. <laughs> um, well, to be honest, I, mean, I think it's kind of been all been said. Really, I think it was, you know, well acted. I think it was well directed. I think practical effects were good. I mean, it's not the most <sighs> original film in the world. Is well, of course criticism. not. But then it's it's you know presumably a homage to the body horror of you know the 70s yeah I mean, there I was mean it's it is basically Kronberg and Night of the Creeps mm-hmm. it is basically Fred Decker's Night of the Creeps in disguise um which is not necessarily a bad thing but I think it loses points from me okay for originality because it's basically, it's almost a remake. If they'd been teenagers <laughs> going to prom, it would have always, like, practically been a remake. But at the same time, like, we talked a little bit about it when we watched it. Uh, the Well, the, there are nods to so many different mm. films. Like you say, um, an homage to body horror. It's got elements of all kinds of horror in it. There's definite nods to the thing in there. Yeah, there's, um, Helen Lotter is name-checked. Yes. Yeah. Did notice that. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street esque bath sequence, mm-hmm. which we also noticed Along with, is um, basically the shivers yeah. bath sequence. Um, 
who knows? Maybe the uh, maybe the Nightmare on Elm Street one was an homage to Shivers. Maybe. And we've come full circle. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But there are definitely a lot of nods to other films in this. I think yeah. it's, it's fairly obvious that the people that made it, James Gunn in particular, it's, it's safe to assume that he's a horror fan. Well, I mean, presumably. <laughs> if he's, he's pretty involved fan. with uh, trauma, then you'd expect. Well, so. yeah. Yeah, but this is also the man who wrote the Scooby-Doo movies. That is true. So that is very true. Can say. And directed Super. I love Super. I know, right? <laughs> I love Super. It's such a strange film. <laughs> he's got a really shut up crime. He's got a really checkered kind of IMDb. He has, doesn't he? I was taking a glance over it. Lots and lots of trauma stuff. Trauma, 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 trauma. Slither. Scooby Doo. Stuff I haven't heard of. Broke both Scooby Doo movies. Wrote the Dawn of the Dead remake. Okay. Free and awesome. Mm-hmm. Points for that. And I don't care who knows it. I love <laughs> that remake. I know a lot of people who hate remakes full stop. I know people who have absolute remake blindness and refuse to acknowledge them. But fuck all of you people mm. because Dawn of the Dead is a really great remake. Like, they're up, they it's just are a good horror they film. They are possible. Given oh, the right hands. Dead. Mm. I think if Evil you open... Dead is very good. I think mostly the people who say that Evil Dead is not a good horror film are just the people that weren't open to a remake of Evil Dead yeah I mean it's like you and I were saying is because we watched it it was very much um, very much like the Evil Dead of today was for all intents and purposes I mean it sounds ridiculous but the Evil Dead of you know Sam Raimi Mm -hmm. um, kind of it was they're both kind of standardised at the level um, the level of gore and violence that kind of is really pushing the boundaries of of kind of shock, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so yeah, and, and and to be honest, there's some really, really lovely shots in the Evil Dead. Some of the really surprised how beautiful some of the shots were in definitely. the Evil Dead. Yeah, no, the cinematography is <laughs> brilliant. Um, I feel like maybe we're talking about the Evil Dead too much. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of that myself. To be honest, um, another thing that James Gunn wrote was Lollipop Chainsaw. Which yes, is didn't a game. he voice? Didn't he voice? A character as well, or I know Sean Gunn did his brother. Okay, um, I'm not sure if he did, but uh, Michael Rooker did. Okay, so there's that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a game that I really, <laughs> really enjoy. It's so stupid. It is, isn't it? But it's, I think again, that is testament to his obvious love of horror. Mm-hmm. All the nods yeah. and that to other stuff. Oh like yeah, Romero definitely. Romero High School and yeah. um, O'Bannon Farm and all that sort of thing. Like it, it's definitely he is definitely a man who he loves his horror, horror, and I think mm-hmm. it shines through in Slither. But it's also clearly a man who has a decent sense of humor and doesn't necessarily yes. take horror too seriously, which, which is a always a good do. thing. Yeah, and he, uh, well, I mean. Without naming names, <laughs> you happened to post on Twitter that we were watching Slither, uh-huh. and the one response that you got was... Uh, I think you said, uh, my condolences. Right. Why? I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I deliberately checked Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got an 86% Is that user or um, critics? Critics, I think. Okay. Which is, uh, for a horror movie, yeah. very good. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I, I don't... But I think it's because it had that real B-movie kind of, like, body horror, melt movie feel, things like The Blob and The Stuff. And yeah. It really recalled that, mm-hmm. which are films that I love, so I'm yeah. probably 
already biased <laughs> just before we start. Um, but then all the characters were likeable and... Yeah, this is true. This is true. And that's so rare in horror. Yeah. Almost all the characters were likeable. Certainly the I mean, ones there that was survived were a, Yeah, I mean, the there was... The ones you root for. And even a, a weird sense of... Um, even when, uh, when uh, Grant was aliened up, there was still a it sense a, that the kind of he had feelings for. Yeah, he was he was humanised. Yeah. You were able to empathise with Which is quite... Amorphous <laughs> Quite a good thing. mark, I suppose, yeah, of definitely. the film. Yeah, definitely. That's not easy to pull off no. at all. <laughs> Um, I think some of the writing is not amazing, but some of the lines no. are really funny, like genuinely funny in yeah. places. And the acting is great. I don't know. Do you want to do you want to give us a wrap up? Because I don't think there's a lot more we need to say. Not a huge amount. Then. No, I mean, I th- yeah, I think it was a it's a very very good film. I think the rating it's been given is very deserved. Um, mm-hmm. You know, characters. It's just reiterating what we've said already. Really, the characters like well. Some very well delivered lines in there. Um, personally, I think out of ten, I would give that an eight. Okay. I think that's I know. I know. High. Yeah. I mean, I know you, you might give it a little lower because you say obviously. Because I always do. Well, there's that, <laughs> but also because you, you know it's unoriginal. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of uh, the whole originality thing. I suppose it doesn't need to be terribly no. original if it does what it does yeah, really, exactly. really well. Exactly. And uh, you know, and above all, dis- you know. E- even above that, there's the fact it was a it was deliberately designed as a quite a knowing, self-referential film in a way. <laughs> well played. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I think it, it kind of it gets away with being unoriginal because it doesn't ever pretend to be because it, it situates itself mm. within like the body horror of the seventies. So I don't think that is an issue for me to be honest so would you go as far as to call it a throwback to that era or do you think it was trying to do something new no it was just i think it was a throwback you know yeah. you, i mean you, we, we, as you can say we, trying to recall that era well i mean you know they wouldn't mention henlotta and and have all these mm. references for nothing you know it it is very much aware of itself and what it's trying to do and it's kind of you know contextualization within um within the kind of those sort of horror movies so yeah yeah okay. i say it's a throwback movie i i would too <laughs> i would agree with that the end. assertion <laughs> um i'm not gonna give it an eight <laughs> which is understandable <laughs> as you've already pointed out um but i might give it a seven i don't know if seven's too generous really yeah wow it's a oh, it's a film that i really 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 enjoy yeah but I don't think it is... A seven for me is still pretty high. It is, true, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's for saying... You've, okay, you've, okay. I'm not no, 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 you're right, you're right. Seven, seven. <laughs> seven. Yeah? <laughs> it's going to be some no, serious I just, I just love, For the past 20 minutes, you've been saying, <laughs> yeah, the, the acting is good, the writing is good, the directing is good, the writing is good. This film is good. Yeah. <laughs> 6.5 <laughs> but that's good though anything over a 5 like a 5 straight down the middle is average yeah 6.5 is a point and a half above average <laughs> I guess it's not like I went mm, 3 that is true that is <laughs> this true. film is really good too <laughs> I write 7 you sure? no, <laughs> no give it what you seven. want seven. It's, it's your opinion 7 7 <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Seven. <laughs> and I'm glad Tommy Wiseau agrees. He does. <laughs> well, that's a very interesting story. When I moved to San Francisco uh, with two suitcases, and I didn't know anyone. That's enough from that. Pipe like, down. I like how that fades out, as if <laughs> as like... if everyone gets bored of listening to him. That is, I'm glad you said that that faded out, and it wasn't just my brain doing that. <laughs> so an eight and a seven is still pretty damn good. Yeah. I don't think it's a film that really requires any deep analysis. It's no, just a really, no, really it's, fun it's very sh- it's very kind of shallow, but yeah, you know that's Which is that's, fine. that's that's kind of where po- um, it doesn't yeah, have to say anything postmodern movies are that's like they, they're very situated on the surface there's no kind of hidden for depth for the most part yeah for the most part but on average so mm. yeah but it, it does what it does well it's a lot of fun it's a really really good B movie mm-hmm. and it's a good body horror if you're into that sort of thing yeah um, it's I wouldn't say it's kind of Cronenbergian body horror but it's definitely taken elements of that and done something really fun yeah, with it yeah so i think that's a pretty strong recommend from yeah both of us Six definitely um <laughs> I heard so that. on that note um <laughs> you can visit the site at gorepress.com you can find us on facebook uh facebook.com slash gorecast mm-hmm. you can find us on twitter at GorecastX. you can email us at podcast at gorepress.com loads of stuff what are you waiting for if you're if you're not typing now then quite frankly you should rethink a lot of stuff (laughs) um we are going to leave you with uh velvet revolver sliver because how could we not well quite um i'm quite proud of that (laughs) <laughs> it beats uh, the it, tall man. Beats the dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> tall man. Now I'm coming up short. <laughs> ah, coming up short. See what I did there. There we go. I think we've got to end it now. Yeah, we do. <laughs>